Welcome to Oak Hill Country Club Radio, where our mission is being a premier platinum club of the world and offering our members and guests an exceptional family-friendly experience while preserving our heritage, traditions, and reputation for championship golf. We will continue to pursue the service excellence with golf, dining, sports, and all recreational activities. Hello, members. This is David Fries. Welcome to another edition of the Oak Hill Podcast. Before we begin with our episode for today, just a quick moment to acknowledge that we hope you and your families are staying safe and feeling well. In this trying time, there is no more present thought than the health and safety of all of our members and staff. In addition, the support we have received from each of you during this crisis has been both overwhelming and humbling. We truly appreciate the patronage you have shown the member marketplace and our to-go options, as well as our other initiatives including the prepaid golf guest passes and dues. I apologize for the delay from our last podcast. We had taped an episode with head golf professional Jason Ballard, and we were in the process of taping another with ground superintendent Jeff Corcoran. At the time, however, it seemed those episodes may not have struck an appropriate chord. Recognizing the delay between taping and airing, it has been a bit of a challenge to find material that we could be sure remained relevant, appropriate, and up-to-date. Today's episode will focus on the proposed amendments to our Constitution. The Board has been working on these amendments in parts for close to a year, and these amendments were passed unanimously by the Board in February with the plan to unveil them at the annual meeting. The world has obviously changed quite a bit since that February meeting, but our commitment to the basic tenets of these amendments remains strong. The amendments were developed in council with peer clubs, our consultants, members of the executive management team, and our governance and membership committees. They touch on multiple member classifications, including junior, senior, associate, and the creation of a new member category, the member emeriti. Joining me today via remote conferencing will be Secretary John Costello, Assistant Secretary Mark Allen, and board member Bob Sansone. They will each discuss one aspect of the proposed amendments in greater detail. Mark? Let's start with you. Welcome to the program. Thanks, David. Pleasure to be on. Appreciate you having me. The uh, junior members I know are a group that you are very close with. Can you update us on the current situation surrounding the two separate age cutoffs for junior members? Sure. It's important to first highlight uh, last year's change to the initiation schedule for members under the age of 44. At that time, relatively speaking, you know, very few members were joining Oak Hill between the ages of 30 and 45. Actually, only 14 members had joined the club in that age group the previous six years. So the board at that time, with Al Mahar as secretary, astutely realized that we had to make some changes to our junior initiation as we were losing candidates to other clubs. And these are individuals and families that you know, we believe are starting to reach their full income potential later in life. And there was a possibility that our initiation fee was a bit too costly in the roster market for this age range. So yes, we did lower the initiation amounts across a number of age groups for both legacy and non-legacy applicants, but also given feedback from consultants and other peer clubs, the board adjusted the junior age limit through age 34. You know, by almost any metric, uh, I'm happy to report the initiative has been a great, tremendous success. We had 19 members join as juniors over the last year. And in addition, you know, we have seven prospective members in the queue currently including a 19-year-old female from the Nazareth golf team. This momentum has been great, really, 
on all levels for Oak Hill. Wow. Tremendous numbers and certainly in stark contrast to how things had gone for us the previous six years. For those small numbers, what, what would be the plan for those current senior members that are aged 33 and 34? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question, Dave. You know, juniors who joined before last April are still subject to becoming senior members at age 33. So the proposed amendment would make it so all junior members would become a senior member at age 35. So for the, the group of senior members who are currently aged 33 or 34 years old, uh, they will have the option to transition back to a junior member until they turn 35 years. And their dues will also revert back to the junior dues schedule uh, for that period of time until they turn 35. Fantastic. How, how do you think, you know, as Assistant Secretary, you're very close to this. How do you think this will be received by those affected by the change? Well, you know, admittedly, I, I hope positively, um, better late than never. Uh, we know as a board, it's never good to have confusion within our membership classes. So this amendment would hopefully, you know, put everyone on the same page. All junior members would become a senior member at age 35. That's important. And also, this amendment would also ensure that all junior members of the same age would be paying the same level of dues. So I hope that those affected by the change uh, over the last year would support the board's efforts to expand our membership ranks. And it really does facilitate, uh, on behalf of our club, great marketing activities for new members in this junior category. Yeah, it sounds like a win-win. Uh, the current program, which you referenced, has been tremendously successful, would remain in place to help ensure that we remain more appealing and competitive with that demographic, and, and the change would provide some financial benefit to those younger members who joined before last April as well. Uh, thanks, Mark. Uh, John, let's move on to you. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, glad to be here, Dave. Thank you. Can you provide us uh, with some background regarding the proposed amendment to the senior member category? Sure, glad to. Um, our current constitution includes a provision that permits senior members age 65 and above who have been a senior member for at least 25 years to transfer to the category of 25-year senior. This category shares all the same privileges as those of a senior member with reduced monthly dues. The Constitution also states that this benefit does not apply to those members who joined the club after May of 2000. This amendment would ensure that the 25-year senior benefit would extend to all members upon reaching the eligibility criteria. How was the Governance Committee involved in this process? A great question. Um, yes, certainly with uh, this change um, in the board agreeing on the principles set forth in the amendment, it was presented to the Governance Committee for their review and feedback. The Governance Committee discussed the merits of the proposal at their Governance Committee meeting and voted in favor of presenting the amendment in its current form to the membership for their vote. Great, and, and, and why did the board you know, ultimately feel compelled to alter the current 25-year senior program? Ah, the $64,000 question. Um, in spirit of fairness, I believe the board felt it was crucial that all members that attain the age of 65 years and have been a senior member for 25 years be eligible for the 25-year senior category. The amendment would eliminate the May 2000 eligibility cutoff date and avoiding the creation of two classes of members, those eligible and receiving the discount, and those ineligible and not receiving the discount. The board also wanted to provide some certainty to the current 25-year senior members that we were not doing away with the classification. 
Now, along the way, what did we learn from our peer clubs? Um, at our board, board retreat last year, um, we did find out that many of our peer clubs have a membership category that does reward members from longevity. We believe it is very important to keep the 25-year senior category to acknowledge the valuable contributions these members have made to the club. Right. You know, one of the questions that we've received over the years and that I'm sure will come up is, uh, does this proposed amendment in any way mean that the board is planning to uh, reduce the discount? Well, um, the Board of Governors has always had the authority to alter the due structure for the 25-year senior category. That's nothing new. In preparing for the budget for 2020, the board did not feel compelled to alter the benefit, although there has been some uh, there has been no recent discussion on this point. There may become a time when the benefit may warrant an adjustment. This amendment would ensure that each member would be treated equally at that time. Should the economic impact of the coronavirus have a significant adverse effect on our finances, there is no plan that this burden would be shouldered disproportionately by the 25-year senior category. Great. I, I think that's that's really important to, to understand. that The amendment does not in any way reduce or or address, that's something that the board uh, looks at annually as they prepare their budget. Um, you know, overall, as secretary of the club, how do you think uh, this amendment would be received? Um, I do believe the amendment will be positively received by the members. Uh, the amendment expands the eligibility to a group of members currently not able to qualify for the 25-year senior category, and it does provide certainty to the current 25-year members that the category will remain in place as is. So going forward, right. I think we'll serve to unify our membership. Yeah, thanks, John. I, you know, it seems like the amendment is, is really designed the continued value that the board places on our 25-year senior members, and at the same time, look to extend those benefits to all of our members down the road. You know, as nothing of substance would change for five years because the uh, the future creation of those ineligible and not receiving wouldn't actually take effect for another five years. This is appears to be certainly a, a proactive approach to try to avoid the creation of the two future classes of members, as you've touched on. Um, yeah, I couldn't and agree this more. Appears to represent, yeah, this appears to represent another win-win uh, for the membership. So <clears throat> thank you for coming on and speaking to that. Mr. Sansone, last but not least, yes. uh, great to have you yes, with sir. us today. <laughs> oh, great to be here, Dave. Um, you know, can you give us the genesis, if you could, of, the, of this new member classification, the member emeriti? Sure, be glad to. Um, as a long-tenured member of Oak Hill, I've seen a lot of our 25-year senior members um, kind of fade away, if I could use that term. And, and in that, I mean, um, you know, through hardship, physical, financial, or other means, they find that they have to resign from Oak Hill after serving so many years at the club as members, as board members, as committee members. Uh, in fact, some uh, actually were very involved in our championships. One, in fact, uh, member who claimed that all he wanted to do was die as an Oak Hill member actually played in the U.S. Senior Open, qualified for it, and made the cut at Oak Hill. Um, in 1984. And as you watch these senior members evolve, uh, there's a, a tug, I'll call it an emotional tug that says that, you know, maybe we should think differently about 
their status, and maybe there's something that we can do for that membership going forward. What, did, did we learn anything in conversations from our peer clubs? We did. Uh, many of our peer clubs not only recognize you know, something similar to our 25-year senior status, but they also recognize members who have been there for a good number of years and have gotten on in age and, frankly, can't play golf anymore. So you'll see many categories in various clubs around the country that have recognized that level of membership. So, so how are we planning to structure this here at Oak Hill, or more specifically, who would qualify uh, as a member emeriti? Uh, let's call it the Rule of 120. And uh, we borrowed that from uh, some benefit uh, firms that uh, uh, use that as a gauge uh, for, member, uh, for benefit qualifications uh, on the public view. But in our case, this would be a member who achieves the age of 80 and has at least 40 years of membership uh, tagged on to that age 80 that would qualify them under the rule of 120 as a member emeriti. And separate from the, the member, is, can you speak to the, the golf as it relates to a member emeriti? So upon achieving membership or petitioning for membership, that member would no longer qualify for golf. That member uh, would, would no longer have the ability to vote but, or serve as an officer, but have the ability to come and be with their friends at the club, enjoy lunch, enjoy dinner, um, and keep their account number, all those ancillary items that are at the heart of Oak Hill. Yeah, I think that's you know one of the things we learned, obviously, in, in talking to so many is is our more senior members who no longer uh, either have the ability, uh, the physical abilities or the desire to play golf, but, but they just, they want to be able to come to the club. They want to be able to have lunch with their friends, congregate over a game of cards. And, and, and this might be a way of, of, of permitting that. Um, how about widowed spouses? Would they also qualify? Yes. Uh, so the spouse would have the same membership status as the member. And that would be a continuum through the lifetime of that spouse. Great. What is the, the proposed dues level uh, for this member classification? Right now, uh, the suggested level of dues would be $75 a month. And we think that's a reasonable amount. Uh, it's not too much. And um, we think it's right on, right on the number. Yeah. Again, it's a, a minimum of uh, 80 years of age, uh, no longer um, wishing to, to play golf, uh, but could use um, the practice facility, uh, minimum 40, you know, 40 years at the club to reach that age of 120 um, and uh, $75 uh, for that. Obviously, for our longest tenured members, uh, we want to keep them a part of the family for as long as possible. Let them know that uh, the club is here for them and we appreciate all they've done for the club through the years. You know, overall, uh, how do you think this one will be received? Well, um, I think it will be received very well by most of the members uh, for two reasons. I think it's commonplace out in our peer group, as we talked about. And secondly, I just think it's the right thing to do. And I believe the board feels that way, too. Thanks. You know, it, it sure seems that all these amendments, um, you know, from junior to senior, 25-year senior, and ultimately to member emeriti, 
which suggests that the club has a plan to safeguard and value every member uh, through every stage of membership. Um, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, voting members of the club will already have received or will soon be receiving additional written information on the amendments. Depending on when you listen to this podcast, voting members of the club will already have received or will soon be receiving additional written information on the amendments. Voting will commence on Monday, May the 4th and continue until noon on Friday, May the 15th. Results will be sent out electronically soon thereafter. That's all we have for today. A huge thanks to our three guests, John Costello, Mark Allen, and Bob Sansone. And thanks to all of you for joining us. And please remember to cast your vote on the proposed amendments. Should you have any questions on the information presented today, please feel free to reach out to any of us specifically or to any board member in general. Finally, and on behalf of the entire board and the executive management team, we wish each of you and your families continued good health and safety. We look forward to some return of normalcy and the chance to see you all back at the club soon. We'd like to thank our membership for their continued support of one of the most iconic clubs in the world. Our success is dependent on the collective and positive energy of our members and our team of employees working together to achieve our mission and enhance our brand.